Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And today, uh, I am, I've been so looking forward to this episode. I hope you geek out and nerd out and get as excited as I am as you, as you listen to this. But we're going to dive into branding and storytelling, but from a unique perspective. Uh, we're talking with a buddy of mine, Ashton Owens. He's the founder of Triple Threat. And they are a creative agency. They help with storytelling and branding, and they work directly with professional athletes, the likes of Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and others. And so lots of good things, fun things to dive into, both from a, a branding and storytelling perspective, but also just from an entrepreneurial perspective and, and, a, and a going after big things perspective and a chasing your dreams. If we can, if we can go there on this podcast, we're going to get into that just a little bit. And I, I want to, before we kind of dive in, Ashton, I want to kind of talk about how we met. Uh, so Ashton and I go to church together. Did not know that, right? I probably saw you yeah. in passing. You're a sharp dresser. Always got the black hat on as you have on in this. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you're watching this video, you can see it. And uh, so our, pa- our pastor was like, he said, hey, you got you to meet this guy that I know uh, that goes here, Ashton. I'm like, okay, I'll meet Ashton. And, and I don't know. Like, we, we live in Springfield, Missouri, right, which is southwest Missouri, smaller community. It is the home of Missouri State University, home of Bass Pro. There, there's some claims to fame in Springfield, but it's not a big place. So I meet with Ashton, and I find out this guy's like, he's working with Steph Curry. He's designing logos. He's working with Under Armour. He, he, he's working with Clay Thompson, like iconic uh, you know, my last name is Curry. I don't know for sure, but I think if you saw my jump shot, you might be like, I, I think he's related to Steph. Actually, I can't. I can't make it three to save my life. Uh, but anyways, this awesome connection immediately hit it off. So uh, with that brief intro, Ashton, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for coming on. And, and how's it going? Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you having me on. It's an honor and excited to dive in. And uh, yeah, I mean, love, love meeting other creatives. It's it's uh, been a, a pleasure to see other, um, you know, incredibly gifted, really, really um, dominant in the in their field, be here in, in Southwest Missouri, which is amazing. Um, there's really no, uh, there's no limit to where you know you live. You know, if you know how to network, you know how to build, you know how to scale. Um, and so, seeing you in, in a place like Springfield, when most people don't even know, it's a flyover city. So, um, honored to be on the yeah, on- totally flyover. Yeah, that's exactly. yeah, that's awesome, man. It's funny, you know. We, we have a lot of clients, a lot of clients in LA and, and on the East Coast as well. And I remember they're, they're, I just went through this string of of several meetings where I'd be talking to someone. They're like, "Hey, where, where's OMG based? Because OMG is pretty well known. Like we we work some pretty big clients and we do a lot of cool stuff. And just had this string of people being like, "Hey, where, where are you guys based again? I was saying Missouri, and they're like, Missouri, never been there. In fact, I don't know any. I don't know anyone from Missouri. So, uh, but. But it does yeah. go to show, and especially in a, in a post-COVID world, like does not Absolutely. matter where you are if you do really great work. Um, yeah. Just doesn't matter. So most, most of my clients refer to it as, as Ozark, you know, with the Netflix show, and so they're like, "Oh, is that where that one show?" And I'm like, "Oh my goodness, of of all the things to represent <laughs> else, I mean, I don't know if that's the one I want to lean on, but yes, I don't okay. think that's the that's probably not the the claim to fame we want. Uh, <laughs> Lake of the Ozarks is a real place. It is. Yeah, it's a real place. Uh, it was not that show was not filmed here. No. It was filmed actually in Georgia, which a lot of people don't know. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think they got the accent right. Like there, there's there's a unique Ozarkian Missouri accent. They didn't nail it, but uh, but the show very popular. So kudos to Jason Bateman and and, and the crew there. Absolutely. So um, we're gonna dive in. We're talking about a lot of things: branding, storytelling, chasing your dreams, really cool stuff. There's gonna be a, a fair warning. 
There's going to be a, a fair amount of basketball talk in this podcast. I've mentioned on this show before, I coach basketball. I love basketball. So we will definitely tie it to business, but just, just you've been warned. Uh, we're we're going to talk hoops just a little bit. So uh, first of all, uh, what is Triple Threat? So talk about your creative agency and how in the world did you start working with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and, and other famous athletes? Yeah, so Triple Threat is a creative agency uh, really with a, a focus on working directly with athletes. So, you know, there's a lot of great agencies out there that they have their niche markets or their opportunity to scale in different industries. And for me and my interest and my background, I really loved sports and grew up obviously with Michael Jordan and the Bulls, as you can see behind me if you're watching. Um, and so my childhood was just riddled with with that type of uh, interest in sneakers and, and that um that type of life. And so for me, I wanted to work with those, those people, but being in Springfield, Missouri, as we were just talking about, uh, it's kind of tough to, to break into that. There's no, you know, local team, Chicago, Memphis, you know, the thunder and later there's, years, there's no pro sports team. There's in no, pro sports. no, no, not at all. And, and then you have football and baseball, obviously with the Cardinals and the chiefs and so on and so forth. So, you know, for me to really break out, my wife and I, we got married young and we moved to Oklahoma city. And so we were there for about 10 years and really just started networking and, and being able to uh, take this vision and this opportunity and obviously taking a lot of, you know, in the beginning, you know, free work, um, doing stuff just to prove yourself at a young age, um, just to get in the door, uh, you know, take something that's in your head. And, and how do you break in when you don't have a resume? You didn't go to college for it, but you have this vision and, and something that you want to pursue. And so with teams coming through, you know, in an NBA city like Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma City, we we just had the opportunity to network and find a couple of the coaches on the Thunder that went to our church, actually at, at Life Church. Um, and then they allowed us to kind of meet and we had opportunity to to rub shoulders with the one player. And then once you're kind of verified in the group of, of basketball players or, you know, in any industry, you know, you kind of get, you know, if you have the right idea and the right ambition, you can really kind of take it from there and, and start knocking on the right doors. So that's a, you know, it's the journey of the vision from a childhood dream uh, that's just kind of continued. And, and even though you have to do some of those not so fun projects or, you know, things that, you know, you're not as passionate about you, if you focus and you know, Hey, why, why are you doing this? What, you know, why did you start? What's your passion? And just know that you'll get there one day. I think that that really is, is the, um, that's the story for me and, and my journey. It's phenomenal, and, and it is so true, and, and I think this is true. You know, we, OMG Commerce, we play in the, the D2C, the direct-to-consumer e-commerce space. And even though it's a, it's a global space and coast-to-coast in, in the U.S. and stuff, it, it's still a small-knit community. And, like, once you do really good work for a couple of people or even just one, like, you can be in. You can be in, and, and then things can really snowball from there. And I love that you did that. So you met some guys at church that coached for the Thunder, you got in, you did some work, people loved it, and now, you know, you're, you're kind of off to the races. So, so talk about what do you specifically do for Steph Curry because he, he's my favorite athlete right now for a lot of reasons. He's got the personality, he's got the last name, obviously. Uh, but but he's, just, he's just good. I think, I think if you look at who's changed the – and actually we're recording this podcast just after LeBron James broke the uh, scoring record – uh, yeah. Broke the 38-year record, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record. So, so tip the hat to LeBron for sure. But I think if you look at who's changed the game the most over uh, the the history of the NBA, Jordan is right up there. Mm-hmm. He's the one that made the sport go international, and he, and he just changed the game in a lot of ways. 
But Steph Curry changed the game in a major way, too. There are now kids, my 10-year-old, right, that plays bad. They're, they're jacking up threes. Why are they jacking up threes? Because Steph Curry changed the game. you yeah. got to shoot threes yeah. to be competitive anymore. So uh, iconic athlete, uh, just, just one of the best of all time. But what's it like uh, working with Steph? And, and, and what, do you, what do you do for Steph specifically? Yeah. I mean, f- funny enough, you know, that that statement of your your kid and, and high schoolers throwing up these ridiculous three-pointers, uh, you know, he had a tagline that they ran with for many years called ruin the game. Um, and so a lot of people <laughs> reference that in a negative way, like, okay, you've ruined the game. You have a lot kids. Of, a lot of coaches are like, thanks, Steph. Yeah, they're one for 16 and they're shooting from, you know, half court. And it's like, come on, man. Uh, no, you know, for, for Steph, um, it's been a, a, a privilege because, it, like I said, part of that journey of knowing that I wanted to work in this this industry and work with these type of players, um, you know, you just you, you do the work and you get introduced to the right people. And so when I showed up on the scene to meet um, and start working with Under Armour and Steph at the time, you know, it was close to four years ago, um, and it it started with you know an individual that I was working with who had the opportunity to become the president of this brand that they were building that is now referenced as Curry brand. At the time, it was just an Under Armour, you know, Under Armour had the deal with um, SC30, as he called it. Um, and it was just a, a typical shoe deal that, you know, he had his logo on it, he had signature shoes, but it was it was nothing more than that. And so Steph wanted to, knowing the trajectory that he was on and the confidence that he had to change the game, he wanted to do what Jordan did, which is basically, hey, I want to be my own guy. You know, I want to be the, the Michael Jordan of my generation. And so I want to build a brand that far exceeds, you know, who I am and my time on the court. And so it really started with a vision for him. And so I got called in to, um, to, to walk alongside the brand and, and help figure out what's the name, what's the logo, um, what's, what does this look like, what's the story. And it really does come down to, you know, I, I always tell people that, you know, Michael Jordan taught us to fly. Michael Jordan, you know, how he hung in the air, how he, you know, uh, went after championships, his, his determination, you know, he was, he was ruthless. And, and so we loved him for his, com- his competitiveness and his greatness on killer. He was the ultimate competitor, the ultimate competitor. But you know, what Steph has done is he has transcended through, um, changing what does the game look like in today's you know, generation and, and how do we push the limits and have, you know, even if you show up, you know, he's changed the game where people are showing up 45 minutes before a game just to watch him warm up because his warm ups are so iconic and r- ridiculous. Um, and so how does he take that joy when you watch him? I find myself chuckling. He'll do something. And I'm just like, this, ri- this is ridiculous. How did you do that? But he, he decided to take that and he, he wanted to create a brand around it and, and tell that story of joy. And so, you know, the title that, you know, that we came up with for that was you know, change the game for good. And that meant a, a lot of different things for him. Obviously, it, his faith and his background and, and just his family, um, his upbringing, but also change the game for good, you know, constantly pushing the limits and breaking records and finding his way in history um, as, as a positive influence to the game. Um, and so that, that really is what kind of began that journey and that story for him. And so I got introduced to them and started helping, you know, craft that in, in late 2018, early 2019. And then you move into, you know, this uh, this brand as it's evolved. 
And since then, now I, I work, you know, closely with his his camp. You know, Steph is involved. He's an entrepreneur, just you know, much like Michael Jordan. Um, and so he has the opportunity to build and invest and create opportunities. And it's absolutely fascinating once you kind of peek behind the curtain. But you know, he's involved. He has his foundation, Eat, Learn, Play. He has his underrated tour, which is you know really based around the the next generation of players. Um, where he's finding and helping develop um, high school students. And then at the end of it, he helps them get scholarships to go play and get recognized. Um, he has you know, Andre Golf doing the same thing in golf, which is a sport that he loves, unanimous media. There's a lot of different facets to Steph and what he's investing in, but it really takes that type of mentality and understanding of what it takes to build a brand and how to tell that story, not just with a pair of sneakers or clothing, but outside of that how do you connect all of these dots and work together and so he's absolutely fascinating you know from a business standpoint just as much as he is to watch on on tv and and see him you know do what he does every night yeah it's so cool a couple things i want to kind of double click on and and take a look at Uh, one you know this idea of building a brand and i love the reference jordan one because i'm a massive huge jordan fan i know you've got a couple cool jordan stories we'll talk about in a minute but if you look at like this idea of brand and being an entrepreneur or an owner of something versus just being really, really good at something, if you look at Jordan's playing career, I think he was making something like $3 million a year as a player, right? Which, which sounds like not much compared to today's money. You know, top athletes are making 30 to 50 a year. But, but at the time, he was making $3 million a year or whatever. And it, it was more as he got towards the very end of his career. But now, uh, you know, as you know, the, the Jordan brand is something like a two billion dollar a year, one billion dollar, whatever it is, is massive. Exactly. And I think he makes something like a hundred million dollars a year just on royalties on that, right? And, and will forever. So, uh, pretty crazy the power of building a brand. Um, I love, I love what, I love how you guys tied that in, and that tagline is perfect. Change the game for good. He did change the game. We talked about that. And, and for good, right? Like he brings joy to it and he's just trying to do good things like that. That fits him really, really well. How, how did you guys come about uh, that tagline and the logo and some of those things? How did you how did you bring that to life to really tell his story? Yeah, I mean, it, it takes a, a village. So, I mean, obviously you have a, a massive group within Under Armour who has worked with him and has built a team around him. Uh, They knew that they needed to obviously treat it as if it's its own organization. And so building a team and having presidents and creative directors within that team, um, and then bringing outside help like myself, you know, I've I've never worked directly as an Under Armour employee, but I was brought in and has, you know, stayed close to them throughout this process to, to continue to see that, you know, how does that live on social media, you know, how's that live on on merchandise and stuff as it as it continues to grow, and so you know it, it takes a process of bringing the right people around, and you know I, I don't know how many hundreds of, of logos that was you know that we went through that process and and being able to just be at that table, you know, there's a lot of times that you show up and you go, what am I doing here? You know, this is this is an absolute insane opportunity. Um, <laughs> But it's also just a really cool opportunity because you you have it you have a seat at the table and you know if you're going to take your shot take your shot um, and seeing a lot of these great industry wide people from you know their backgrounds they've come from Nike or they've come from you know uh, uh, car companies it's it's really it's amazing and so the the three the the thing that about the logos it's called the splash and the splash is um, obviously representation of the Splash Brothers which is him and Clay Thompson. Um, it is, if you look at it, it looks, um, like a three, you know, when you make a three pointer, 
Um, it has that element to it. It's S and C, so Steph Curry, obviously. And then the the uh, another piece is the the um, halo on top, which is separated on on purpose, obviously to give to the S and C, but also just to represent his his um, background in faith and, um, and and point to that. So it, it's packed full of a lot of meaning. There's a lot of of stuff. It obviously was not just based around one person. It was a lot of iterations and, and a lot of fine tuning, but um, even the the Curry logo, the the name. If you look at how it's spelled, uh, the type they created a custom type, and the C is actually the arc of a three pointer. And so if you turn the C upside, you know, to the side, it's a three pointer. And so then the whole the whole font was built uh, custom based on that that one letter, um, which I thought was really really. Um, I did cool. not know that. That is amazing. Yeah. And that totally makes sense. And now I see it. <laughs> now you see. Now you can't unsee uh, it. That is. Yeah. So we, we even when, when we like did the, the animation for the logo, when you look at it, it comes out of it. There's a lot of storytelling, obviously, within it. But you come out of the basketball goal and then you see the three pointer and the curry then spells out, you know, um, based on the court eye level. So. Yeah, it's so cool. So I want to I want to hear a quick story. I want to have you tell a quick story about uh, the basketball. Oh, and yeah. and the the initial Under Armour meeting you were in. So I just asked you about this basketball earlier because I saw it in a picture that you had on your website. But it's a basketball. I don't know if you have it close. If not, we'll just describe it. But uh, basically, it's a basketball that says "Never Give Up" on it, right on font. I was like, "Where'd you get that basketball? That's awesome." Uh, so tell the story of that, and then how that came up in your first meeting with Under Armour. Yeah. So you know, my background, like I mentioned, um, I didn't go to college for this. I didn't. I, I have no background other than I loved art. I loved basketball, and let's figure out how to do it from there. And so, you know, it was a time when I was learning to be an entrepreneur and have a team and make budgets and all of those really hard things that no one teaches you, and you're just kind of failing and learning and failing. And so it was a really rough time for, for my wife and I as we were learning this route of entrepreneurship. And so we were out at a thrift store. I found a basketball I thought was cool. It's kind of roughed up a little bit. So I took it home. I, I think I spent 75 cents on it. And I took a marker to it. And it was late at night, probably 3 a.m., to be honest. I mean, it was the middle of the night. And I just sketched out, you know, never give up. And I put it on my desk and I left it there. And I just looked at it constantly. And I've carried with it as, as I've had different offices, as I we've moved now back home to Springfield. It's been with me, and I think it's actually up in my, my son's room, uh, so that's why it's not close by. Um, but it's it's really iconic because not just for me and my personal story and, and how it's you know been an inspiration for me, but you know here I am, like I said, I've, I've flown in to Baltimore. I'm at the headquarters um, with Under Armour, and I'm getting ready to present for the first time, and, and it's overwhelming, and you know I could paint you a scene of the world's biggest uh, conference room, the world's biggest table with 100 chairs. I mean, it was overwhelming, to say the least. Um, and so I'm walking in as I'm not an employee. No one really knows who I am. I don't even know why I'm there, honestly. I don't know what I'm presenting, um, but it was just a, a really cool moment where I'm sitting there waiting for my time. We're all sitting around. Steph is looking at sketches and stuff. And the creative director for Under Armour pulls up this, this mood board and he had printed out all these different things. And on that board was a picture of my basketball. And that <laughs> night I had taken a picture of it uh, with my cell phone. I posted it on Instagram, um, you know, years, years prior and, and just had said like, note to self, never give up or something like that. Um, 
And so I was sitting there and I, I go, uh, that's my basketball. How did you guys get a picture of it? And they, <laughs> they of course, were completely shocked because they didn't put it up there because of me. They just, it was something that they had looked to as inspiration that they were looking at. Did, that. did they first, like, did they first question you? Were they like, come on, you're back? No, yeah. I mean, they, they, they did, they like, really. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I even pulled it up on my, on my, you know, Instagram. I like, no, this is my, like, from years ago. And <laughs> yeah. apparently someone had taken that and saved that photo and put it on Instagram or on, um, Pinterest and it's been shared, you know, thousands of times. And so here I am, you know, just a crazy moment in time where honestly, I, I, as I tell it, it, it kind of gave me that confidence in that moment where I just felt I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Like, this is, this is who I'm supposed yeah. to be in that moment. Um, had a little spiritual moment, if you will. And, and so just kind of dove in, but it was just a cool moment that, that I reflect on and, and love sharing and obviously still have it. And my boys have it now and, um, something to look, look at. I love it, man. And and sometimes, you know, we're, we we all have imposter syndrome at times, right? You 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 become an entrepreneur, and then you're around other successful entrepreneurs, and you're like, do I really belong here? I'm really an entrepreneur, yeah. right? Or, or or you start to build a company, and now we're we're close to seventy five team members at OMG, and I'm like, I'm the CEO. I'm like, am I really like cut out for this? And we we, we begin to have it. And sometimes all we need is that little moment, right? And this is a, that's like a, yours is a crazy wild story. But it's like, yeah. I'm, I'm supposed to be here. Like, this is where I'm called to be. This is where I'm supposed to be. This is it. Let's go. And, uh, yeah, what a what a cool story. And what a great line to never give up. I'm a big Winston Churchill fan. And I know he was a fan of that of that line uh, as well. So well, super cool. So then, uh, so I'm assuming the pitch went pretty well after that after that <laughs> moment. Or that that uh, was certainly a great way to start it. It did. I actually have photos of it. I had a... Uh, some of the guys that I knew, uh, they were snapping photos. So it, it was it was captured in time and something that I do look at every once in a while as uh, I can't believe I was there in that moment. And that's where it all began. So, um, yeah, definitely special. That's so cool. So let's talk, just, I'm just kind of curious, what, what has it been like? So so early years, you know, you're at, you're at the boardroom with Steph at, at Under Armour. What was it like working with Steph kind of in the early days to, to the way it is now? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, what's crazy is we we ran right into COVID at that time. And what's really, you know, unique about the story is I had an agency at that time in Oklahoma City and we were in downtown Oklahoma and, um, you know, we had offices and team and, and we were growing and this was just a, an exciting opportunity. Um, I had a family situation pop up with with one of my um, brothers and um, need, felt just we needed to move home. Um, it was it was kind of a, a situation. And so we sold everything and we moved back to Springfield um, in the middle of the pandemic. And the reason that's important is because while I was going remote and sold everything and was going more one on one, um, so was the world. Uh, they were all going remote. They were all yeah. taking, you know, um, Zoom calls from their kitchen tables and living room and kids running everywhere. And so it, I think it was really just a perfect time because I was able to integrate into the team um, while also in a really special way, because I have three boys, um, not having to travel a lot. And so for the first two years, honestly, I, I mean, Zoom call once, twice a week, um, you know, working hand in hand with their team. And, and that's just continued. And so it's, it's actually eliminated having to travel they will mail us, you know, if we're doing, you know, shoe release, they'll mail us the shoes. We do the filming, we edit it, we send it back. Everything is digital. There's no need to be in person. And so it has changed, but it was, 
kind of the situation that happened and, and now it's just worked to our benefit um, as we continue to work together and find ways to collaborate and, and you know, do stuff. So um, really special. I, I, I do have some trips coming up that I'll be, you know, seeing them. But um, outside of that, it's it's just like this. It's a Zoom call, which is crazy. Love it. Love it. Uh, so, so you were telling me, uh, we were kind of talking and prepping for the show. You mentioned you think people count themselves out before they get started, mm-hmm. right? And this kind of ties into to chasing your dreams a little bit or just going for something big, right? And, and yeah. maybe really it's a little bit to imposter syndrome too. Like we, we limit ourselves and what we think we can do. We don't take the shot. We don't take the big swing. So, uh, so how does that play out, do you think? And how have you been able to overcome that? that thought of, you know, self-limitation. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's just been, you know, it it starts with my childhood and and my family, my dad and mom were, uh, they preached it. Um, my dad was a, um, a poor pig farmer who, you know, grew up with nothing. Um, my, my mom was the cheerleading captain and was wealthy and my dad somehow convinced her to go on a date with them. They fell in love. And then they, from there, from that day forward, um, you know, when they graduated high school, my dad left, went up to Alaska and then hitchhiked home once he made enough money to marry her. And so that story of my family and how my family was started was just kind of like where it was. I'm the second to youngest out of six kids. Um, and so I had siblings. And so, you know, there's, there's the first kids they're you know, sleeping in one room in you know, a studio apartment type of life. By the time I get on the scene, they, they've kind of figured things out, you know. So I got into the scene, and I'm I'm walking into a little bit more confident um, entrepreneurial family. Uh, but that was in my DNA from a young age. Was if you want something, just go do it. You know, there, there's no what, what's the worst that's going to happen? Fail. Um, now that sounds really great when you're on the other side. On on the other side of it, though, when you're in the middle of that, it's it's really terrifying. Um, but I, the secret to it was just having mentors. I had people who showed up in my life that I allowed in, that I allowed insecurities or questions or fears. I mean, even to this day, I still have things that I'm like, I don't know how to pull this off and I'll, I'll make a phone call. It's, it's part of my process. If, if there's anything that I'm questioning or wanting to do, like there's so much that I still have no idea at age 32, I have years and years to learn. Um, I'm just getting started. And that will still continue to come down to finding people who are super wise, who are open and and willing to share their story or their process and, and just grabbing coffee with them or a phone call. That's just part of it. And so that's that was the secret to my success is there's been individuals who have come in, into my life who have helped me um, time and time again. That's so great. And, and I remember hearing this one time and it's true, right, where you can become a lot more confident when you realize that everybody is just making it up as they go, right? And that like really ties into like your parent, if you're a business owner, I mean, it's a, like a bit of an exaggeration, but not really like we're all, you know, we're all facing stuff every day that we've not faced before uh, to a certain degree. And so, yeah, you just, you just gotta have the confidence to do it and you gotta lean on mentors and you, and, and that's something that, you know, you gotta have great, you know, great parents to start with is, is awesome. But, Having those other mentors around you is really great too. Uh, you grew up in, a, in an entrepreneurial family, so I love that story about your dad. I didn't know that about your dad moving to Alaska, making enough money to go marry the wealthy uh, cheerleader. That, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but you yeah. grew up, your family owned a, a printing business, is that right? Yeah, I mean, because it was the only thing that 
he didn't have to go get a college degree for, you know, he could go in and start learning, get his hands dirty and, and start working and, and then build from there. Um, and then Amway was also a huge part of his business as well. Like they were the ones who taught him how to tie a tie and shave, which was important. Um, you know, business books, how to go and get a loan, how to open a business, LLC, all that stuff. It came from, you know, him going out and seeking that information. Yeah, that's so cool. And and so do you, do you think growing up around the printing business, is that part of what gave you this, this kind of... Um, uh, passion for art and design and, and stuff like is that you think that's where that came from partially hundred percent yeah it it's you know from a young age my dad you know at age 13 would you would kind of get kicked off of the fine family finances a little bit and given you know a, a budget and he'd help you budget and learn and so like from a young age you had to go and, and start working and you know it wasn't as dramatic as that sounds but i mean it was the principle that that mattered. And so from a young age, we were at the print shop learning to print, pulling shirts off. You know, we did anything from paper printing to, you know, clothing and hats and, you know, T-shirts and everything. And so my love for fashion and how does that play out? How does a brand look good on a T-shirt and part of your marketing strategy? Like all of that was like from age eight, nine years old, like that's what I was doing. Um, and then I, you know, when I started working in the front office, we had a Windows 95 computer uh, with Krill Draw on it, and that's how I learned to design. I actually didn't even pick up Photoshop or Illustrator until I was in my 20s um, because that's all I wow. knew, and and I just made it work. So, yeah, absolutely. That That is a, a crazy story. There's probably lots of graphic designers out there. If they're listening, they just had a, they just had a gasp moment. You, you, you didn't start on, <laughs> on Photoshop or InDesign? Like, yeah, what was that? You know, wasn't around. <laughs> that, that is amazing. Um, yeah, love that. Love, love that idea of, you know, teaching, teaching kids at a young age and, and kids growing up around a business. Um, my dad was not entrepreneurial, always a hard worker, um, but I always had like this entrepreneurial desire inside of me, which is which is super interesting. But, uh, you know, we, we share a lot of comments. We go to church together. Uh, you you and your family, your, your siblings were homeschooled. We homeschool our kids. Like just all the, the, these connections, which is super cool. We love basketball. Um I'm the second most famous Curry, you know, maybe the third or the fourth, Absolutely. I don't know, but, but, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. uh, but also, uh, family, family tragedy, right? So, so walk through that just a little bit as, as much as you're, you're comfortable with, but you guys yeah. face some, some tragedy as a family. How, how did, what was that and how has that shaped kind of your journey? Yeah, for sure. Like I mentioned, you know, I grew up with, with a really predominant mom and dad in, in the household. Um, and so we had a, a really a healthy upbringing, um, not just in faith, but in family, in, in our education, in business. Um, and so when, you know, my dad got to a certain age, he loved to travel. That was his dream. One of the businesses that he actually uh, started was a travel agency, which back in the 80s and 90s was, you know, that was the uh, that was the thing. And so he did it so that he could get free trips or he could get deals. And so we would travel all the time. Uh, Part of the reason we were homeschooled as well as we could you know pick up and leave anytime uh in 2007 he had reached a point where he was wanting to you know explore the united states a little bit more and so we bought a brand new rv and we started doing some trips here and there and on a trip in july of 2007 we went up into canada uh, went down through seattle and we were just on the other side of seattle on the olympic mountains and we were we were coming down the mountains um when the the brakes actually failed to our rv and uh, we were, we were um, you know, 
out of control and and we we went off the mountain and um you know luckily you know everyone survived um except for my dad who who obviously um passed away at that time and um you know it was a it was a really um scarring memory it was a it was a hard time it was uh, my world turned upside down um you know you yeah, at 17 i think you needed dad more than ever uh you know i was the uh, the, the homeschool kid with the metal band and loved art and basketball. And I was confused at what I wanted to do, but I loved it all and uh, rebellious as all get out. And uh, so it was it was a challenging time, but it was one of the coolest moments in my faith. I met my wife uh, during that time um, of healing. I, I call her my angel. She she showed up and, and kind of kept me centered. And through that, um, you know, we, we started dating and we got married at 19. Um, we had our first kid at 20, um, you know, young, young kids, um, figuring it out, but that all plays into, you know, when my dad passed away, we had a, you know, a bunch of small businesses that had to be, you know, taken care of. And so all of a sudden you're kind of thrown into that of you know, who's doing what. And although I was 17 and so I didn't, you know, carry the, the burden that a lot of my older siblings did, I was right there in the trenches with them and, and figuring it out. And, you know, what is this, you know, what does life look like now? And we had, you know, 300 acres, which was some farmland that we all grew up on that has to be taken care of and who's taking care of mom now. And um, so it was a really challenging time, but it, it really, you know, there's two ways to look at it. You can be defeated by it or you can be empowered by it. And so it was a, a moment for me to, to really just grow up and and there's not you don't really have a choice honestly there's no one there to uh, to offer anything else except for you just kind of keep going um and so you know fell in love got married young had had kids young we actually you know our first house that we we bought you know right after we got married in 2011 uh we got hit by you know the 2011 tornado in joplin we lost our first home and um, you know, and so it's like you, you start looking at your life and you go, oh, man, look at that. That was horrible. Oh, man, tragedy, setback. And really all I see, you know, as a believer in my faith, I, I just see God continue to just show up and continue to pave a way and give opportunity. And so that also as an entrepreneur and a, as a businessman, you, you constantly are, are met with maybe not as tragic, but you're constantly hit with roadblocks right. and failures and missteps and opportunity to either fail and 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 go under or be empowered and figure it out and so you know that's i would say as much as it is willpower and you know um courage to keep going it was also just grace and and the people around me like i said mentors my wife um that god put in my life to, yeah. to help me keep going yeah it's it's the, the people that come alongside you it's, it's the grace of god during that moment and and what's Super interesting, and you and I have talked about this a little bit. I don't think I've talked about it too much on this podcast. Actually, I have on, on one other that I was a guest on, but uh, I lost a parent as well, right? And my, my mom died when I was 15, had lung cancer, battled it for 16 months, passed away. And it's one of those things where you would you would certainly undo it. You would certainly change it if you could. Yeah. But there's also something about it where it, it forces you to grow up. It forces you to change. You know, in your case, you, you start running in the, or helping run the family business and the family farm, and now you're like, dude, I got to be an adult right now. <laughs> uh, faith becomes real at that moment. It's not just something you're reading or trying to make your parents happy and stuff. Like it becomes real, yeah. or it doesn't. But but in our cases, it became real. And um, you know, one of the things I think for me, I always had this confidence. I think my dad gave it to me. Always told me that I could do anything that I put my mind to, and when I didn't believe it. 
But I think one thing that happened losing my mom and like wrestling with that, I was not afraid of business failure at that point, right? It's like, right. Oh, I, yeah. I know what it's like to lose somebody. So I'm going to lose some money. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not worried about that. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go forward and work hard and, and chase these things. And life is short. Like it gives this perspective of, you know, we talk about taking your shot, like, Take your shot, man, because you don't know. You don't know what's gonna gonna happen, and so don't waste yeah. time being afraid. Take take your shot, and so um, pretty pretty crazy. And so your so has your family, like your siblings and stuff, they've continued to to run the business. Is like every all six kids entrepreneurs, or just you and a few others? Yeah, no, I mean each of us are entrepreneurs in our own way. Uh, my my oldest brother Austin ended up taking over with my brother in law Cliff. Uh, they partnered up and took on. It was it was a larger endeavor, um, combining. There was different sections of the printing industry that my dad was a part of, and so they have now actually taken up until this year um, uh, the time to um, obviously build it, you know, in the way that is sustainable and is up to date. But then is also combining and doing all of it, and so um, really cool to see them continue to expand and grow. They are super successful in what they do. I look up to Austin as one of my mentors and someone that I love. And, you know, he was one of the reasons that I moved back and um, I don't regret for, for a minute. So um, yeah, it's, it's been, awesome. it's been really cool to see them continue to thrive. Now, this, this, is, this is mostly a digital podcast. We're mostly doing stuff online and whatnot, but would it make sense to give a shout out to your brother's printing business or to the family printing business? Like maybe, maybe there's somebody yeah. out there that needs something printed. And they should check it out. Yeah, uh, they'll, they'll look for business, taking new clients. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, so it's uh, Empire Printing, and and it you know it was called Empire Printing back in the seventies, you know, with my dad. Uh, but then it's now you know there was Express Press and all these different things. And until this year, two thousand twenty three, they actually rebranded it and brought it back to Empire Printing and put everything underneath it. And they they do with you know massive accounts um, nationwide. They do an incredible job printing. Uh, embroidery, massive embroidery area, and then all of, you know, Teen Challenge and all of the, you know, printed books and collating and all of that stuff. So, yeah, shout out to Empire Printing, cool. uh, the place to go. You need, if you need some printing, call Empire Printing. Shout out to Austin. Right, tell, yeah. him, tell him Ashton sent you. <laughs> yeah. Ashton uh, Super fun. So, That's right. <laughs> uh, so uh, you know, this idea, and we, we talked about it quite a bit, but, but just um, asking it point blank here. This idea of chasing your dreams. Like, what, what, what do you tell people? So you're talking talking to kids, talking to other entrepreneurs, talking to whoever. What, what do you tell them? How and why you chase your dreams? Uh, what, what's your message there? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, you know, you put the, the blockades in front of you. And so if you can, you know, remove the doubt, the insecurity, you can kind of point blank look at what is holding you back from whatever that is that you're pursuing. Um, you know, move it. A lot of times people put college as their thing. Now, obviously I didn't go to college, so I'm on the other side of the the group that says, hey, you know, I was raised on youtube.com. So if I had a question, that's where I learned my, my stuff. Um, so if you want to figure it out, I guarantee you it's on YouTube. Uh, but there's other things, right? Like being a doctor and a lawyer and, and other qualifications that you need to go to college for. And I would say, if that's your dream and want to do it, go by all means, go do it. But outside of that, uh, there is nothing that you you cannot accomplish if you don't put your mind and heart and, and energy into it. And so, you know, I I the way that I've always say is send the email. You know, a lot of times people ask me, you know, how do I get in contact with these players or whatever? It was relationships. 
There's a lot of times it was an email sent. It was a, a Facebook message. It was, you know, doing some creepy research and trying to find someone who works somewhere and tagging and figuring out, you know, the right person on Instagram and then just sending them a DM or finding a way to find them on LinkedIn. And, and so I have my own method of even to this day that if I want to find someone, there is no way that I can't, right? I mean, the internet is filled with opportunity to go and research whatever you want uh, to get the right contact for the job that you want or, or the industry you want to be in. So I, I would just say, send the email, man, just go and do it. And, and, um, you know, don't hold back any, any of your, your fears and, um, you know, it, it'll work out in the end. So send the email, just send the email, go out and find it, do the research. Don't be afraid. Take the shot. Uh, this ties into to this point. You and I were talking to this. You and I were talking about this before we hit record. But behind you, for those that are watching, Michael Jordan, Bulls jersey. Uh, yeah. You're big. You're a big Michael Jordan fan. We we we. You may be even bigger Michael Jordan fan than me. But but tell tell your story <laughs> as a kid. Uh, what was what was your what was your interaction with Michael Jordan as a kid? And I think this this illustrates this fearlessness that your dad and mom instilled in you and that you have to yeah. this day. But, but tell your Jordan story. Absolutely. Yeah. When I was six years old, my, uh, my dream was to invite Michael Jordan to my birthday party. And, uh, of course my parents being who they were, they're like, great, write him a letter and we'll send it. And so I did, I crafted it for a week. I sat down, I, you know, spelled everything wrong and I was homeschooled. So, you know, shout out there, but, uh, <laughs> You know, I, you know, I put it all together. I drew him a picture. I think I even told him that um, I have a letter somewhere. Uh, if you uh, if you come, you can stay at our house and you'll have to stay in my mom and dad's bed, but they're fine. They'll sleep somewhere else because you're huge and, and they have a bed. And so, um, Dude, you know, I had all these things. Absolutely. Like I had thought through everything. Um, so I sent the letter. Um, and in that moment, you know, my parents were like, whatever, like they looked up, you know, his corporate office and they mailed it. Well, you know, surprisingly enough, my dad got a call at his office um, and it was Michael's um, secretary and uh, or assistant and said, hey, you know, Michael is actually, you know, in Paris right now. Um, so he won't be able to make your son's birthday uh, party, but he was really moved by your letter. Um, and so we want to send him a box of gifts and Michael's written a letter for him. Um, so if, if you wouldn't mind, we'd, we'd love to give that to them. And so, you know, as obviously as I was turning seven, there is just already this unbridled, uh, expectation of life. Like I, what, what can we not do, you know, dream it, achieve it. Um, and, and so I, you know, it just kind of took on this, this whole manifest of, you know, just being, being fearless. And so, you know, a few years later, there was a card contest. Um, you know, in, in your basketball cards, right? Uh, if kids know what those are anymore, uh, ripped it open. And, and actually right here is, is the, the pack that I had opened and it says on it, win a signed Michael Jordan Jersey. And I thought, why not? You know, I, I, I could win that. And so I convinced my sister to sign me up we're, online. We're, we're basically pen pals. I know Michael at yeah. this point, so I got to win the jersey. Absolutely. Just put, I put in a good word, you know, it's great. Like, uh, I know him. So, yeah, so I ended up winning uh, the jersey and it it continued to just kind of like obviously feed my love and passion for Michael and, you know, the culture that I was thrown into in a farm in Springfield, Missouri, you know, engrossed in East Bay magazines and sneakers and baggy clothes Bay, and brand. Absolutely. It was it was uh, it was a lifetime journey of that kind of fearlessness that started at a young age, but was encouraged. And so if you're a parent you know, I always tell people like, 
if you're a parent and your kid has some crazy idea, like encourage that and, and help them. And if, you know, help them outline it. Like my parents didn't say no and they didn't throw away my letter when I, when I wrote it, they, they said, well, if you, if you write it, here's the next step. We'll go to the mailbox. We'll send it. We'll look up his, his address and we'll send it and we'll see what happens. And so, you know, just walking that through, even for my kids now, you know, there's, there's been opportunities to, to encourage them in their love and their interest. And it comes from my upbringing as, as a child. I love it, man. It's so, so amazing. So we really just have time for a couple more things, but I'm just curious, you know, what, what, what are some of the, the books, the podcasts, what are some of the things you're consuming that are helping, you know, propel you on this entrepreneurial journey? Yeah. Uh, you know, I really, I mean, obviously there is, um, uh, leadership podcast by Craig Rochelle, and uh, that is by far one of my favorite, uh, guaranteed to, to, you know, it's probably been mentioned on here a, a dozen times, but, uh, that is, that is one that just encourages my marriage encourages me as a father, but encourages me as a leader, as I'm, as I'm stepping out in faith and, and pursuing life. Um, so I, I think that that podcast has transformed me, um, how I built this guy Roz, I uh, started listening to it when it first came out. Um, and I've, I think listened to every single one of them, if not a couple of times. So I love those podcasts. Um, and then, for, you know, book, I always say, um, failing forward, one of the most impactful books that I've ever written, or I've ever, I did not write it. Uh, John C. Maxwell wrote that one, but <laughs> that I've ever listened to, um, and, and read it, it fed my soul during a, a you know, that learning period of life. And I referenced that one a lot. Um, but I, I think that there's, there are so many different materials out there that, you know, not just podcasts, but there's books and, and that's another piece of it. Like if you want something or you're struggling, there's so much content out there to just go and like get it. It's, it's obtainable. It's a lot of times it's free or it's, it's pretty small. And so, um, yeah, those are a couple of the ones that's impacted me. Love it, man. Love it. Uh, what's, what's next for you? What's next for you and team? I know you're working on some highly secretive things you and I met and talked about these a few weeks ago. So some of you probably can't talk about, but what, what can you talk about? What's next for you? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's uh, ever growing opportunity within uh, the space of the digital age. And so I think, you know, as we've gone through this, this kind of winter, as we call it in the metaverse, you know, there is uh, a lot of things that are happening while everyone is, you know, down and out about it that I think we'll, we'll continue to see opportunity with memberships and stuff. And so staying involved in that, in that, um, industry, um, and then continuing to help, uh, Steph and Clay and a couple of these other guys with, with their projects or their brand. Um, and so that, you know, we'll continue to grow and, and chase after that. And then of course, pickleball, which we could have a whole other, a whole other podcast about pickleball. So, um, that is where I'm investing a lot of time and energy. So, uh, we'll we'll come back. That's part two of, of the podcast. Well, yeah, exactly. That that'll be a great excuse for part two. We'll come in. We'll talk about pickleball. We'll nerd out for all those who are like basketball. Come on, guys. But but you may like pickleball. So come back for episode it's two. Exactly. It'll be more your speed, more your more your style there. And so that's awesome. So so check it out. Go to go to triple. Um, I'm going to get your website wrong if I don't look at it here real quick. So triple dash threat dot co. So check that out, and also just keep an eye on like stuff Steph doing. Essentially, anything Steph does in the Public IRS Foundation, you know, potentially you've had, you've had a, a hand in that to some degree. Uh, pay attention to Steph and his, or I mean uh, Clay and his shoe stuff, which is really cool. 
And uh, yeah, in, any other ways people should follow you? Are you active on the socials? Are you active on Instagram or LinkedIn or anywhere else that you want to mention? I'm, I'm pretty well hiding behind a lot of the, the other people um, and, and allowing them right. to do their thing. It's so not a bad choice. Personal, not a bad choice at all. Yeah, it's, I let them do it. But my, I do my personal AMO and it's 23. I'm on Instagram. It's pretty well all I, all I do if I am on it. So, um, yeah, you can follow me there. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, Ashton, this has been an absolute joy. It's been a ton of fun and inspiring. I'm ready to go out there and just do whatever and, and uh, you know, hopefully pass some of these lessons on to my kids and other good stuff like that. So appreciate it, brother. Thanks for taking the time. And then we'll definitely have to schedule a part two. I appreciate the time as well. It was, it's been a joy. Thank you so much. Awesome. And hey, special shout out, Brian Franco, pastor of Life Church, Springfield, Missouri, for making this connection. Appreciate you as well. And as always, thank you for tuning in. Let us know what you'd like to hear more of or less of on the podcast. And if your answer is, I'd like to hear less basketball, don't worry. This is going to be, this was the basketball heavy podcast. We probably won't have another one uh, quite like this, but this has been a ton of fun. So hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, Hey, if you've not done so, leave that review on iTunes. Makes my day, helps other people find the podcast. And unlike Ashton, I am trying to get more active on the social. So follow me on Twitter for some good marketing tips and ideas and also LinkedIn. I'm trying to get more active there as well. So with that, until next time, thank you. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session, or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.